Hello and welcome to Unbreak Your Health, the podcast program about the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'm Alan Smith in Plano, Texas, author of Unbreak Your Health, and today our topic is the new international bestseller, Emotional Balance, The Path to Inner Peace and Harmony by Dr. Roy Martina. Dr. Martina is a world-renowned holistic medical doctor with more than 30 years of experience working with these so-called incurable cases. He's also a trainer, speaker, and author of more than 40 self-help books, CDs, and DVDs. I guess I have to first ask you, what inspired you to write this new book? Basically, this is the technique that I use the most in my practice. I I would say that 80% of the clients I see who really struggle to get back to health, they've tried out everything. In most cases, 80% of the cases, that it's an emotional, unresolved issue deep in the subconscious mind. So this technique I've been perfectioning over the last 30 years, and it's something I can easily teach to my patients. They can do it at home, they, uh, you know, and they love it. They see the results very, very fast. It has a deep, deep impact on anything that's energetic, even often pain and, and sometimes infection, stuff like that. So it's a really wonderful tool that I can give to my clients so they also get back, I would say, the self-responsibility to contribute to the healing and are not just depending on the pills I prescribe them or, you know, acupuncture or anything else. So it's give them back like the control to the steering wheel. So now they have the control back and that really makes a big difference for them as well. So what is emotional balance? My first training in alternative medicine was acupuncture. And after that, you know, I've been uh, doing a lot of acupuncture. And at some point, I start seeing patients that were not getting any results with acupuncture. And I figured out it could be either that I need to treat them more frequently and so on. And I start discovering there's a group of patients where to move the energy, actually you have to treat them even three, four times a day to get it moving. And that's when I start using, instead of the needles, I was giving them like homework to do where they would be like massaging the point or using little devices and stuff like that. And so step by step over the years, the system kind of evolved in a kind of a very simple system that everyone can use in their homes and deal with any type of uh, emotional, mental, and sometimes even physical pain and other kind of problems. What's the difference between inner and outer science? If I look at my patients, what what I really, really start understanding more and more is that the way we look at the human body, the human technology, how we function as humans, is not the way it really is on, on the inside. So for me, the inner science would be much more understanding the mechanisms why we create disease in the first place. It's a deeper level than the diagnosis that we make in conventional medicine. It's a deeper level than the saying that you have an imbalance in a meridian. And it goes, to, to my understanding, to the core of the problem. What are the patterns in your life you cannot cope with, you cannot deal with? Why are you, for example, addicted to carbohydrates or to cigarettes? Or to Every disease, every addiction has a function. And if we go deep enough in what you can call the inner space of, of the mind, you will find the answers. And most of these answers come from zero to seven years. Most of our problems develop in the time that we're still completely open to all the impressions, what, whatever someone is saying or doing will be unfiltered, locked into our mind, in the memory bank. And we start using this as mirrors for our belief system and mirrors for our behavior and that kind of stuff. So we need to go back and unlock, 
I would say whatever is uh, is into the subconscious mind, the unconscious mind, and bring that out. And that's a complete new science. It's not just psychology. It's much deeper than psychology because it's understanding the functions of the unconscious, subconscious mind. What is the still point? The question that I've been fighting with for a long time, working with so many different patients, is you know, who are we? You know, who are we really? And then you, you come a little bit into some of the spiritual aspects. And after a lot of research, my conclusion has been very, very simple. We are made of an essence. Some people call it love. You can give it any kind of name you want, divine essence. But when we connect to that, when we go beyond the mind, when we're no longer influenced by our thoughts or emotions, and even a physical body, which some people achieve in meditation, we reach a point where we detached from the reality around us. We don't have an ego anymore. We're not involved in the outcome. And that point of balance, that is a still point. So we either are in our still point or we are away from it. So when we are in a still point, we become the expression of love, we feel peace, we feel harmony. And whenever we're not connected to our true essence, we experience pain, suffering, we experience emotions, negative thoughts, limiting beliefs, and, and those kind of stuff. So the goal is to bring us back to the still point, and only at the still point we have the free choice where we're no longer hindered by you know, being attached to one outcome or the other. Could you explain the three levels of happiness that you talk about in your book? Yeah, basically that's um, an interesting way to look at how we react to certain uh, stimuli from the environment and how we are driven by our inner motivation. So you can say that the lower level of happiness is a kind of a competitive happiness. So if, we have, if I have a brother and we're going for the attention of our mother and one of the two get the attention, you feel very, very happy because you just won. It's kind of a win-lose kind of situation, which we see also in business, where we buy up some company now for um, under the price. We're very, very happy. And then we have a kind of a conditional happiness where basically we have to give something to get something back in return. So we see this a lot in relationships where one person is making sacrifices in the hope that this will be rewarded with everlasting love. And then the higher level of happiness is where there's no reason for the happiness, where it's actually, you can compare with unconditional. We're happy for no reasons externally from us. When we reach that level of happiness, we love to share that. We, we want to share that, and we don't need anything in return. It's not conditional anymore. That's where most of the at random acts of kindness come from. That's when we're really connected to the divine essence that we really are. You talk about how we progress through three levels towards mastery. Could you tell me a little bit about the process? And obviously, is it possible to skip from level one to level three? <laughs> Americans love shortcuts. You know that. Absolutely. Well, actually, in, in my quest for finding answers about, not so much about disease, but more personal development, you know, I started out with training with uh, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, who comes with so much power. And that level of creation, that level of success, I would say, is driven by how much energy you put into it. So your success is leveled, is actually measured with your intensity. So if I wake up every morning, I kind of motivate myself, you know, I 
thump on my chest and I tell myself how wonderful I am. And that's a lot of raw energy. And that raw energy is typical for young people. Young people have a lot of that. It's like unlimited. As actually you become wiser in time, you kind of listen more to your intuition. You're not breaking down the doors anymore. You don't kick them down and see if anyone is home. You start knocking on doors. You start becoming more sensitive, and you start actually to use your energy in a wiser way. So it's, it's actually more balanced. So on the first level, intensity is very important. On the second level, it's all about intuition, feeling your way, starting to listening to the inner voice. And then we reach another level, which I compare to what Deepak Chopra is doing, who is much more into meditation. He is not so much into you have to force your way to your success, but you start using more the... I would almost say like the invisible. He calls it the quantum soup of infinite possibilities. You meditate, you connect, you listen in, and you actually become more to servant. You show up in the right places, synchronicity starts to work more for you. It's a different approach. So if you would compare the two levels, the highest level and the lowest level, the highest level is on the outside. It seems like we're doing nothing. But we are actually showing up at the right place, the right time. We're calling the people exactly the right time. So it's a much more fine-tuning of how we use our energy. And it's also kind of an evolutionary process. As we get older, we should get wiser, start using our energy in different ways. And that would be the secret to vitality. You don't hold on to grudges anymore. You forgive, you let go, and you move on. And I've seen this in thousands of patients. They're stuck on level one, that they're, you know, they're not forgiven, they want to win, they want to compete, and so on. So how do you go from level one to level three? And basically, that's the way they do it in the East. So you have to go inside. You have to listen in. And it becomes a more spiritual journey than it is a kind of just, um, let's say, getting to your goals. You're not fighting to get to your goals. You're actually hitchhiking to your goals. And, and it's completely at ease. It's completely relaxed. If you don't reach your goals, that's fine. Then it's not meant to be. And for us, it, that's a kind of a tough way to do it. I would say for a typical American... That would not be the first way to go. We would really like to make things happen fast. Listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, then you'll love my new book. The second edition of How to Unbreak Your Health is your map to the world of complementary and alternative therapies. It features a new user-friendly format and 339 new and updated listings in 150 different categories. And you can get it on Amazon.com or at your local bookstore. Can you tell us about the 14 gateways to emotional balance that you talk about in your book? Yes. And what's very important in acupuncture, they believe that the body has a, a own electrical system. Just like a house has an electrical system, we call this the meridians. And each meridian is connected to an organ or hormonal system or to a specific kind of tissue. So there are 14 major meridians that actually are governing the way we, uh, let's say, conserve or waste our energy. And I call these uh, the 14 gateways because there are 14 points that we can influence and we can balance the whole system. When I was studying acupuncture, I had to learn over 400 points. And it was a whole art to find the right point combinations, which one to use for what stuff. Instead of going into the detail of the symptomatology, 
with emotional balance, you balance everything. You balance all the 14 gateways, and then the body goes in what we call self-healing. It actually takes care of itself. And this part is a part I've been missing when I started out in acupuncture. It was, I had to do the work. I had to be the one who know where to put the needles and all that kind of stuff. Now, I can teach my clients, my patients, you don't need to know. You don't need to study a lot of years in order to become healthy. Just by balancing these 14 gateways, you can start to retrain the body back to self-healing. And it's, it's a marvelous tool that can be used for any type of chronic condition because when we balance the 14 gateways, it's not only about emotions. It's about giving the body back the innate power of healing. It's re-establishing the intelligence that we all are born with that basically regulates everything in our system. How useful is a journal in this process? Well, the beauty of this technique, it's actually an open technique. We want the people... Not necessary to journal every day, even though that's recommended, but a lot of people are lazy, they don't get to it. We want them to make at least once a week a kind of a uh, checker state. Where are you now? So they can compare. One of the challenges for many people is that the changes are so subtle that if you don't pay attention, you see a person after the month, you ask them, how are you doing? They, they will tell you it's exactly the same. Then you go check all the symptoms, and then... You know, they say, oh, my headache is gone. Oh, my back is much better. Oh, I sleep much better. But because it went so, let us say, subtle, for them, they would not notice it. And people forget really easy that they had a problem when it's gone. So journaling is one way to do it. What are some of the practical strategies people will learn from reading your new book? Well, number one is to recognize what you can call like a part of the shadow side, to really understand. For example, I also speak in my book about chakras, because chakras are a more subtle type of energy that really connects our biography with our biology. What does that mean? Our whole history, everything we experience in life is our biography. If there's a part of a biography is unresolved, a conflict that is unresolved, a trauma that is unresolved, a basic need that's unresolved, this can be triggered by certain circumstances. And that works through the chakra system. So people get exercises to do, very simple exercises that normally will not take up more than a couple of minutes to rebalance the system, but basically to change the biography by changing the unresolved issues and dealing with that. And that gives immediate a shift in our awareness. It gives a shift in our energy levels. And what's most important, we get healthier and more vital doing those kind of little exercises. How important do you think is it for us to all try and live in the moment? Yeah, that's something that I would say it sounds wonderful. I mean, if you tell 100 people live in the moment, they don't have a clue what to do with it. Because it's almost practical impossible. What I believe that it would be, an alt, you know, I would say alternative to that, is to become aware when you're not connected. And you can say also when you're not in the still point. The moment I can become conscious that I'm reacting, that I'm in a stress state, that I'm insecure, or in some kind of emotion, what I then need is just a tool to return back to my power. So being in the moment is the ability to observe yourself 
how you're reacting to anything that's happening in the environment. And that's, that takes a lot of training. Everything that happens, happens in the brains. The whole universe manifests in our brains. If we don't train the brain, and, and uh, the way I do it is with the acupuncture points and with simple affirmations, then we will never master to be in the moment. Just think about it. We have 60,000 thoughts per day. That means every thought takes you out of the moment, almost every second. So it's much more important to become aware of your emotional patterns, your, your mental system, and then you train yourself to return to the moment of being connected. You can also call it to reconnect all the time when you notice you're not connected. I noticed the first emotion that you chose to balance in your book was fear. Mm-hmm. I've read so much about people saying that fear is the mother of all emotions and that all other emotions are based on, I would say, the spectrum of fear. So let's focus on that for a second. Fear basically comes just from one thing. is I would say it has to do with our survival instinct. And it comes down to the instinct of rejection. When we feel rejected, the infant, the baby, has a survival mechanism that will do everything to be accepted. So fear comes from life and death. If my mother doesn't take care of me, if I don't get nutrition, then I will die. So everything else comes from that. Anger comes from that. Insecurity comes from that. Sadness comes from that. So all emotions basically come from fear. And in acupuncture, they say that fear is the only emotion that can take away our ancestral energy. So we're all born with a certain amount of energy that has to last a lifetime. And this genetic energy is diminished over time by fear. That's the only emotion that can really degenerate the whole system. So when we degenerate too fast, when we age too fast, it's always because of fear. So fear is the master emotion, according to the acupuncture studies. Dr. Martina, if you had to summarize, what is the key message in your new book? The key message in my book is that we all are responsible for our health, for the way we feel, and that there is a simple system, once you master that, that only takes a few minutes a day, that you can basically attain more emotional, mental, physical power. It, it doesn't have to be complicated. It should not take a lot of discipline to achieve that level of success in your life. Actually, you get more discipline by doing these points because your sabotage goes away. Once we face our sabotage and we find ways to deal with it by giving ourselves the credit of a few minutes a day, the whole life can change. It doesn't take much more than that. And we become more loving, we become more optimistic, we can share better, you know, a lot of emotions just disappear, and we become happier in the end. And that's the only purpose that I see as our life's goal. Dr. Martina, any final thoughts you'd like to offer the audience? I would say this book is a kind of a workshop. There are a lot of stories in the book so people can recognize themselves. And basically what, what we're going to do, we're going to give people a lot of presents if, if they buy the book. Uh, there's a website created, emotionalbalance.com, and there will be daily summit and other actions. I will talk with other experts as well. And so it, it's, it's a kind of a, a life-changing event where we want to really be sure that the people who buy the book not just read it, that they can be in a community and they can help others to change their life. It could be like a movement of 
people who are motivated to use simple tools to help themselves, their children, their family, and their friends. That's the basic message of the book. Dr. Martina, thank you for taking the time to talk with me about your new book today, Emotional Balance, The Path to Inner Peace and Harmony. Anyone wanting to learn more about Dr. Martina should visit his website at www.roymartina.com. And to learn more about his new book, check out the book's website at www.emotionalbalance.com. You've been listening to the podcast edition of Unbreak Your Health, discovering the world of hope and health known as complementary and alternative medicine. I'll be back soon with another edition, but to learn more about our guest today, please visit the podcast page at www.unbreakyourhealth.com. We'd love to hear from you about this program. Please send your questions and comments to info at unbreakyourhealth.com. This program is a joint production of Unbreak Your Health and Loving Healing Press. Thank you for listening. I'm Alan Smith, and I look forward to being with you again soon. 